Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Psalm 1.1 Hi, this is Princess Vivian. Welcome to For the Bride of the Lamb podcast. Our topic today is, Who do you sit with? Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the gift of a new day. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. In him we live and move and have our being. Glory be to your name, Father. You sent him that we might live through him. Thank you for that. We ask you for the grace to read, understand, and do your word. May your word come into our hearts, germinate, take root, and bear fruit. Teach us your word, Father. We ask you of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verse 54 says, And Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the gods and warming himself at the fire. He went in and sat with the gods. In the Gospel of John, it says that he came in with John. He came with John and John spoke to the God, the lady at the gate. She opened the door for him. But instead of following John, he went and sat with the gods. So in Mark 14, 66-72, he says, While Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the servant girls of the high priest came down and saw him warming himself there. She looked at Peter and said, You also were with Jesus the Nazarene. But he denied it. I do not know or even understand what you are talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway and the rooster crowed. There, the servant girl saw him and again said to those standing by, This man is one of them. But he denied it again. After a little while, those standing nearby said once more to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you too are a Galilean. But he began to curse and swear. I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Mm, what a day! What a day! Who do you sit with? He sat with the gods. 
instead of with John, his companion. In the book of Acts, you see that everywhere they went, they went together. What happened today? You see, your enemy, Satan, he wants to corner you to a place where you are alone in your faith so that he can attack you. Being at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people exposes us to the attacks and assaults of the enemy. And we may not be able to resist because when you are with the people you're not supposed to be with, the enemy will bring shame to you. Shame of talking about your faith, shame of talking about Jesus. You have to resist that in order to stand even in the midst of non-believers, people who don't believe like you believe. We can choose our fight. We can choose our battles. You don't want to be flying solo either. Instead, the book of 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace together with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So we are supposed to mingle with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, those who believe like we do, those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because you don't want what happened to Peter to happen to you, to the extent that he denied the Lord. Though the Lord told him that he was going to deny him, he was like, oh no, I will never do that. If I need to die for you, I will die for you. But the enemy is not going to tell you how he will come. He will come in the way that you least expected it. The Bible says that we should be on alert because our enemy is prowling like a lion seeking whom he may devour. He cannot devour everybody, but he will devour you if you are not on alert. And the Bible is full of admonitions on how and who to sit with. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. When a believer is going with an unbeliever, that's being unequally yoked. Because the other person does not believe what you believe. And it's easier to go down the hill than to climb it. Our sinful nature, the flesh, tends to go down faster that's why the Lord is telling us do not go with people who do not believe like you do he says what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness what are you gonna learn from lawlessness someone who does not believe in Jesus does not 
believe in the gospel and the word of God and God and everything God stands for, what are you going to learn from the person as a believer? You are the righteousness of God in Christ and that person is lawlessness. He commits sins, talks anyhow. What partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So, if you are the righteousness of God in Christ, what partnership have you with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Jesus says that we are the light of the world. If you who are light move with darkness, don't you think that at a point your light will become dim? Dim because the enemy will tempt you and keep tempting you to drop your light where you're supposed to shine. You will be ashamed to shine. You'll be ashamed to shine. You will come with shame. That's why the Lord is telling us, do not be unequally yoked. 1 Corinthians 5, 11. But now I am writing you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Though the person calls himself a brother or sister in Christ, but if he lives like the people of the world, guilty of sexual immorality, greed, idolater, we are told not to associate with the person, do not even eat with that person. The Lord knows what he's telling us, but we don't even know the nature of our fallen flesh, how it can drag us down fast. It's better not to start. That's why we are told all these things. Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And we read earlier in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1 verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. You are blessed when you don't sit with scoffers. Who do you sit with? Proverbs 22, 24-25 Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. That is exactly what happens when you sit with someone or when you go with someone who does not believe like you believe? Who does not talk like you talk? Who does not do what the Lord is telling us to do? Who is not a Christian? When that person becomes your friend and you are always with the person, talking and talking, at a point you begin to talk like them. That is a giving. 
And the enemy is gonna get you faster in that place. He will get you faster because you you let your guards down there. Psalm 26, 4 to 5. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. This is the psalmist telling the Lord that he does not do that. And that's exactly what the Lord wants us to say. I do not sit with the men of falsehood, nor do I consult with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. Because guess what? If you do, you become like them, and the enemy will tempt you there, and you will fail woefully. That you, you will weep and weep. Some will not be able to get up from that. Shame will not allow them. Shame and guilt may not allow them to get up. But thanks be to God that if you ask for help, God will help you. He forgave Peter. He will forgive you. Romans 16, 17 I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. Avoid them. Do not go with someone that causes divisions. You will be like the person. Don't say, I will never be like that. That's the famous last word. And boom, you are like that. If we go with the wrong people, we can become like them. But if we go with the right people, we can become like them as well. Look at what it says in Acts 4.13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they marveled and took note that these men had been with Jesus. Can you imagine? They noted that they were with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. That's a good thing to be noted as one who was with Jesus instead of with the scornful, the mockers, the evildoers. Instead of sitting with the gods where the enemy will have access to you easily, you sit with Jesus like Mary sat at the foot of Jesus listening to her and Jesus says that no one is gonna take away from her what she has learned don't you want to be reckoned as one who was with Jesus when you spend time with the Lord you come out glowing and people will notice something different just like they did here with Peter and John in Acts 4.19, it says, But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. So because they are together, they were able to respond to these people. The Spirit of God, of course, was working in them. Acts 4.23 And their release... Peter and John returned to their own people 
and reported everything that the chief priests and elders had said to them. They went to their people, their own people, fellow believers. They went to them and reported everything. And if you continue to read in that passage, it says that they raised their voices and prayed to God and the whole place was filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out preaching the word of God boldly. There is strength in multiplicity, but it has to be with the right people. There is good strength in being with good people, bad strength in being with bad people. Think about people that cause riot. They cause riot, they destroy. Only one person will say one thing bad and will just contaminate the minds of other people and they will move in that strength with one purpose but evil purpose and destroy. Think about what will happen when we go in the opposite direction with a good purpose, with the strength of multiplicity and you know serve the Lord and do things for the Lord. Think about what will happen. In the book of Genesis, when they came to the to build that tower where their language was confused, the Bible says that they, they were with one purpose and there is nothing that can stop them. That was why God came down and confused them. Because they had a bad purpose. They had a bad purpose. And God would not allow that. All these verses are telling us that our company affects us, good or bad. And the enemy will take advantage of that. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. We need to choose our battle. There are people that we need to love from a distance. Those that always bring us down. Talk worldly talk. You can test the people you go with by what they discuss all the time and how you feel about everything afterwards. After you leave them, how do you feel? Do you feel happy and energized to serve the Lord better? Or do you feel yucky and blah and down? Those are the, the people you are not supposed to go with. I remember when I got the position I have right now at work, the person I was sharing my office with always uses curse words. Always. She cannot make a sentence without adding some curse words in it. After some time, those curse words started coming to me. I would want to say something and these curse words would rush to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, you need to save me, Lord Jesus. I refuse to do this. And I could not change my office. We didn't have enough office space. Where else am I gonna go? And I started talking to the Lord. Lord, please help me. I refuse to do that. I've never used cursed words in my life. And I'm not going to start now. Not now that I'm a Christian. And the Lord saved me. But I, I did not go with her like to lunch. Because there they would chat, talk, and everything is cursed words. 
to the extent that she even made a comment that I'm a loner because I was not going to lunch with them and all that. In my mind, I was like, well, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but I'm trying to protect my heart. The Bible says that we should guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. I'm not going to allow anybody to contaminate my heart. As it is, the enemy is trying to contaminate you every day. And you intentionally choosing to go with people that will make it worse. You're not helping yourself. Two, with the same purpose, is definitely better than one. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10, and 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We see all these things in the Bible. The Bible is a guide for our living. But unfortunately, many Christians don't even take that to heart. They don't read their Bible, let alone put it into practice. This is wisdom for living. This is a guide on how to live this life. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. It's good to have a, a good friend. Go with fellow believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't just go with anybody. That someone is your co-worker does not mean that you believe what they believe or that they believe what you believe. You have to pray first. Ask the Lord for a good friend. Ask the Lord for someone to go with. You test who you can go with by what we talked about. How does the person talk? What is the person's purpose and vision in life? I know there was that lady that I thought she was going to be my friend. But each time we sat down, she's talking about clothes, going to eat, going to shopping and all that. Oh my goodness, the latest, this one, that one. I come on feeling yucky and down. I'm like, what is this? And I started cutting her off, cutting her off. And finally, I just stuck to her from a distance. Once in a while, I sent high message on the phone. I'm just trying to protect my heart, trying to protect my life. I don't want to feel yucky. I want to be on the mountaintop every day. As much as possible, I want to be happy and joyful. Don't want to be feeling blah and down. Nope. Worldly things will make you feel down because you are a spirit. You are a spirit living in a body. You are just having an earthly experience, but who you are is a spirit. You cannot feed your spirit all these worldly things. It will pull you down. 
you will not be happy because you are starving your spirit and feeding your spirit garbage. That's why you feel yucky. Feed your spirit with the word of God. Words of encouragement. Listen to a good Bible, a good Bible teaching. And you will be happy always. You will be joyful always. And you will be able to overcome and stand and say no to the devil. Luke 10.1 After these, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place he was about to visit. The Lord sent out his disciples two by two. Did you ask yourself why? Because of what we are talking about right now. Two is better than one. When one falls, the other will help out. Hebrews 10.25 And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The Lord wants us to meet together in the churches, have Bible studies, anything that will bring believers together is a good thing. Because the Lord says that where two or three gather in his name, that he is there in their midst. And there is what is called corporate faith, corporate anointing. Something the Lord does when believers come together. You cannot get that when you are alone. So if you are a believer that does not attend services, churches, you do not go to church on Sunday, you need to because the Lord wants you to. He says that. He doesn't want us to be alone. Because when you are alone, the enemy can get you. An English adage says that an idle mind is a devil's workshop. He will come and whisper and whisper and whisper. And there's nothing to distract you. You will begin to listen to him, think in that direction. And when you begin to do that, you have lost the battle because he has won. He's going to get you. You will feel down and you will mess up your day. But if you choose to go with the right people, not to sit with those that will bring you down, not to sit with people that will make you deny your Lord and mess up your life, you will grow. You will not fall into that kind of temptation. You can always pull away from the group that is drawing you down. You can always say no to an invitation to a place that you know is not the right place to be. Don't make the mistake of deluding yourself saying, Oh, it will not happen to me. Or I can handle it. That's the enemy. When you yield to that, you have lost the battle. So ask yourself today, who do I sit with? What do they talk about? Do I sit with those that will pull me down? Or those that will help me grow, encourage me to become everything God wants me to be? I bet you, if you begin today to choose who you sit with, your life will turn around for the better. 
Until I come your way next time. Shalom.